Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom and immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforst, and today we welcome our special guest, who is the epitome of spunkiness in my world, (laughs) and all kinds of other amazing things, Sophia Wiseone, speaker, singer, mentor, trainer, teacher, visionary, and prayer of prayers. Sophia is the host of the global podcast, Medicine Caller, and makes temples everywhere she goes, where people claim their sacredness, define it for themselves, and remember who they truly are. She trains professional medicine callers to trust and optimize their medicine through self-mastery, soul unification, skill refinement, and ancestral reclamation. A child mystic who has been a professional medicine caller for over 20 years, she is trained in over 20 different modalities. Boy, that's a modality a year there, girl. (laughs) 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 Known for her candor and love, digging deep and laughing the whole way. Welcome to the show, Sophia. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to have you here because we already know, which is one of your songs. I have the personal privilege of having not only met and danced with and played with and cuddled with and made medicine with and prayed prayers with Sophia, but I also have had the privilege of being on the receiving end of her profound work. And you know, for those who are listening to this, you have maybe had a few little hints up before this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then it changed. Hints <laughs> up before this episode that I too am a medicine caller. I could be called a medicine caller. I too carry medicine and I too have gifts that are not necessarily. Uh, condensed down into marketing language. (laughs) And so Sophia is one of those amazing, wickedly smart women in my world who so fully embodies her self-knowing and is one of the rare people that I trusted with my own healing. I don't do it with a whole lot of people. So thank you for being on the planet. Thank you for being a medicine caller. Thank you for showing up exactly on time for our cosmic date. And thank you for being here on the show. My pleasure. Emerald, you are a spectacular being. Every every phase that you've referred to, the ways that we've shared space, I just I often like to refer to you as a beast. I just you're just magnificent. Everything you set out to do is inspiring and radiant and luminous. And I'm so grateful to walk with you in the many ways that we get to. 
Mm-hmm. We do get to. Well, I want to dive right in because I'm sure that there are people who are listening, who've been listening. You know, by the time this episode airs, we'll be probably almost at a year of airing who are like, what is a medicine caller? So uh-huh. I'd love yeah. to have you kind of talk a little bit about your own calling to be a medicine caller and what that journey looked like. And most especially, I'd like you to illuminate if there was any resistance in that journey (laughs) (laughs) and what you did to overcome it. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, great. Uh-huh. Right, yeah, great. Yeah, I'll think about that. I'll see if there was any in there. Um, great, great. That's a great place to start. Thank you so much. Medicine caller, the term has been birthed out of two places. One is we think about kind of gathering in circles, right? So sitting in ceremony, sitting in circle. And so I started using the term of being a circle caller and a mother caller. So a mother in my women's circles. 10 plus years ago, I was the mother caller. So I called the circle and then my, my babies started calling their own circles. So then I became a grandmother caller. So they're doing ceremony without me and I'm without me in quotes and I'm making offerings while I'm doing my practices on behalf of there. And this like lineage and net is being met. That's where it kind of first came through was mother caller, circle caller, grandmother caller. And then there was this other part of understanding that the word shaman or shamanism and shamanic, which I am very grateful for kind of finding its way into the English language, is it's actually when you get into the history of it, it's problematic mm-hmm. because a shaman is a Mongolian medicine person. It's a, it's a formal title mm-hmm. and it's from a specific lineage. And there was a way that it became this catch-all for anything that was um, – like marketing language. It became marketing, marketing language. language. It became marketing language. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it also became a language that was really important for a lot of us who come from very tattered lineages that we don't have a traceable kind of chart of where our indigenous ancestors were. They're 27, maybe 200 generations back. And we don't, we don't know. And so we don't know what our people called our medicine people. So here's the word medicine, right? So medicine woman, medicine man. And that's when the, the two came together. And I needed a term that would speak to people who carried the gifts that lead to being able to facilitate healing or ceremony that are inherent in someone. So medicine callers actually, to me, it's, it's a term for something that we inherently have. So we have a people, and certain people are kind of bent in that direction. And there's lots of other words that we use around that, like empath or sensitive or too sensitive or uh, <laughs> gifted, uh, gif- gifted, gifted. That's right. um, psychic, a medium, artsy, artistic, mm-hmm. thinks differently, ADHD. These kinds of different things are speaking to someone who has a way of navigating with the environment that's different than just the surface level. So mm. it's someone Some may even call it psychotic. There have been yes, labels of that as well. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Because what I'm about to zip the perfect bridge because I was right. Because there's the observable world and then there's the subtly observable world. That's that place. And so people inherently, everybody perceives more than what we often talk about we perceive. And people do that differently. And so 
medicine caller is someone who just has that ability. And then I refer to someone being either initiated or trained. So you can be initiated or partially initiated or formally initiated, or you can be trained or untrained. There's a lot of untrained. There's a lot of overlap between very sensitive people, addicts, and being untrained medicine callers. So incredibly sensitive, attuned people that don't learn the basic skills of how you... I also think about... I can kind of back up a little bit and say what the word medicine, when I use that word, means is anything that interacts with your body or being that stimulates a healing response. That's it literally anything. So all the live long day, breathing, walking, touching, we're interacting with medicine. Mm -hmm. Now, the ability to let medicine unfold or let healing happen in its optimal opportunity, and that's my like jam, right? Is how do we, there's, it's always an opportunity for healing. How do we optimize that moment so that it can really unfold? That is the art of calling medicine. So you call it and then in that, let it unfold. And so that's what the training is. There's a set of skills that you'll find across all these different lineages across the globe and you know things like regulating your breath or being able to have a certain level of physical mastery over your body like literally kinesthetic awareness through your you know movement of space or relating to the earth and the plants all of these things they're going to they're going to look differently in, in a tradition or in a lineage but they're there they're going to be there somehow in some way. And so those are those base skills. And so I really am on a mission to repair those skills to people who have that inherent, but are missing that bridge between being sensitive and having the skills that allow them to be effective. Mm, Beautiful. Well, and so also included in that you know, that's across lineages all over the world is casting the circle, right? And right. and creating that sacred space. And so that is something that I look for when I do work with somebody who I know is there to support me with my own healing and my own medicine. I personally look for high integrity and am able, because of my own skill because of my own initiation, because of my own training, I can sniff it out in an instant if there's a gap. If there's a gap in the creation of the space, if there is a lack of integrity in any way in the intention or in the calling of, because that's what the caller part is for me when I hear medicine caller, I immediately go to the place of creating the space. And when I create the space, when I'm working with my people, all of the medicines are enumerated and shown to me that are actually in service for that particular moment. And so, yeah, I just want to make sure that I'm communicating that piece so that people can hear from my perspective. It's about engaging with the actual medicines in some kind of authentic heartfelt relationship. So when I call in the medicine of the West or the medicine of the East or the medicine of the North or the medicine of the earth, over many years of practice, I have, I literally have a relationship, an energetic relationship. Yeah. So we are already at the break. It's amazing how fast that goes. (laughs) But when we come back from the break, we are going to talk more about a few of the things that you are doing in addition to this training of medicine callers that I want to speak to as well, because I had the experience of, you know, the creation of 
a space where I'm actually broadcasting and recording this right now. And the last time we saw one another in person, we were in that co-creation. So I do want to talk a little bit about how you serve people in that way as well. So right now, though, we are going to take a break. We're going to thank all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. I want to shout out this week to our listeners in New Mexico and to our listeners in Argentina. We are now downloading in 37 countries. Thank you guys for listening. And please share the show with friends and neighbors and other wickedly smart women that you know. Invite them to download, rate, and review. We will be right back with Sophia Wiseman. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application. And we are back with Sophia Wiseone. She can be reached through her website, sophiawiseone.com. And she's also in the process of setting up and seeking to receive through a Patreon account, which we will have all of that information for you in the show notes. Sophia, why don't you just briefly let people know what they're going to find when they go to your site, and then we'll come back around to what we were talking about before we went on the break. Great. My site is like the hub of a wheel. So you're going to find my podcast, Medicine Caller. You're going to find my game and academy, my online set. We're going to we're going to talk about, I have a feeling we're going to talk about that next. So my learn in your own through play, develop your skills and, and love your life academy and card game. And that is on my site. I also have a blog that I've been doing for who knows a decade or so. That's just full of, it's just chock full of stories and channeled messages and skills and medicine songs and just the, the journey along the way. And there's a way to get on my email list. And my email list is like, I literally write them. I picked up a person in my mind that I know and love and trust. And then I spill my heart to them. That is what my email list is. So if you want to be on the inside scoop of where I'm moving and what's breaking my heart and what's healing my heart, that is an invitation and you can get on that list there. And kind of anything else, the links to my Patreon and the other invitations, it's just, it's the hub to find out what's happening as well as my live events coming up. 
Terrific. So we will make sure that we have all of that in the show notes for everyone. And please, I encourage you to go and drink from the well, because this is a well of wisdom that Sophia continues to pour her medicine into, and it will be a highly healing experience for you, regardless of what you do on the site. I do want to talk briefly about the creation process that you were in for a number of years since I've known you around the I Love My Life game and card deck. And I love my I Love My Life game and card deck because it is such a power tool for pointing me in the direction of what I deeply require in the moment that will help me to you know, heal that next layer or move forward in that new direction or just it's clear. It's such impeccable guidance. And so I'd love to have you speak briefly about that process because the last time you were here with me, we were actually in the creation of this space and you came here to work on the book and card deck. And it turned into a very interesting process where we had a temple and then we didn't have a temple and then we had all kinds of just amazing stuff happen just after my mom passed. And uh, very interesting medicine that happened when you were here the last time. So please talk about this creation Mm. of the I Love My Life Oracle Deck and Compendium. Because when I finally received the finished product, I was like, oh, I so get why this took the amount of time <laughs> that it took because it is a, it's a masterpiece it's literally a masterpiece finely crafted so please talk about that thank you i want to say one thing which is that your space my card game book academy journey and my embracing the medicine path talk about resistance. And I just, I think we actually addressed it with my hearty, hearty laugh. The answer is yes. Yes. I encountered resistance and the way that I have moved through that. And I will kind of turn towards the book here in a second is, and the game, I inherently have a faith that is just universe given. And I give thanks for that. And I ask that to continue to strengthen. And on top of that, I have built evidence through risk-taking over and over again that just makes me do ridiculous things because it's worth it. I just have learned that risking it all in the name of love, in the name of medicine, in the name of deep listening and radical trust takes me beyond what I thought was possible in reality into a landscape that is kinder, gentler, more loving, and more present than I could imagine. Yeah, well, that's the pearl of wisdom right there, that you've built evidence through risk-taking. <laughs> I hear that. Hey. All right, yeah, let's talk about the card game. Okay, so I took – I made a big old list of the things that I say over and over and over again. Those 20 years, basically, it's like, you know, where, where do we start the counter, right? But one of the things that I say, kind of no matter what people are going through, whether they're grieving or whether they're reclaiming their artistry, whatever it is, what are the things that I said? I made a list. I was in New Mexico at the time. I would walk and pray, make offerings, and then I would get these visions, boosh, and I would just know, and I would paint the cards. And then each of the cards has a teaching, and there's two ways, two ways to interact with the teachings. In the book, in the compendium, I have a, a write-up of the teaching. In the academy, on the online academy, I also have a video transmission for each of the cards. And so that's where I am 
in 36 hours, I recorded 74 videos and I just did transmissions for each of those cards in there. And then I am a gamer. I love to play. That's the other, the way that I get through my resistance is by leaning in, leaning back and playing with reality and playing with myself. And so there's a game element where you roll the die. So you pull a card, you roll the die. And what that die tells you to do is one of anywhere between six and 12 sometimes 18 different practices, but most of them have about six practices. So the book and the academy comes along with 195 practices. So that's like, that's this kind of mass thing. So it's this way that I've taken what I do when I'm calling medicine, when I'm sitting with someone in real present time, when I'm in that, we're talking about that relationship space and something comes up and I look at someone and I say, are we going to do a ritual? Are we going to do an exercise? Are we going to do something body-based? Are we going to be writing? Are we going to be doing a meditation? Are we going to be doing something as a group? I took all of those different practices and put them into this. Mm. That's beautiful. Uh, and you made yeah. it fun. You made it a game, which it's so fun. is beautiful. I'm immediately being asked right now, like because you brought in the energy of play, and because when I read your bio, you used the words a child mystic. And we mm -hmm. talked a little bit about the broken lineages and we talked a little bit about the untrained empaths and we talked a little bit about how that can lead to addiction. I'm sure that that was the case in my lineage for myself as well as my child. I'm really called right now in the last few minutes that we have together, Sophia, to ask you to if you have something in your heart to speak about to the wickedly smart women, audience members who are mothers, and I'm getting the chill all over me, of child mystics, like yes. where can we send them to receive the support that they need to mother these child mystics and to help them to flourish rather than feel broken and in need of being punished or self-punishing. My heart says, come to me. That's what my heart says. Mm -hmm. Come to me. Like, come to, like, sweet, sweet mothers, thank you. You have not done it wrong. That's the other thing. You have not, you have not failed yourself or your children. That's not what's happened. We are all collectively creating and rewriting and creating a new path. And so there's two pieces to that. And one is it's not about your child and it's not about them being a mystic. It's about you. And it's about you because the skills that they need to stabilize their system are the same skills that you need to stabilize yours. It's just how it looks when they're destabilized is different. Our conditioning, the world that we came from, even just kind of how dense our, our personalities vary. And so when we have these very sensitive children, they have these big responses. But the truth is they're just louder responses that all of us are having. And so the strongest way, and so many mothers know this, who we are, how we act and behave is the strongest teacher to our children. And so to cultivate those base stabilizing skills so that you can trust your body, trust your intuition, trust your knowings, develop that. And so many of us have a story of, oh, not me. I'm not that sensitive. That's other people. And what I can tell you is it's teachable. And I have taught hundreds of thousands of people at this point, the ability to hear and sense and turn what was vague into information. So learn it yourself. And then in the meantime, right now, like with your children, listening, 
really listening and being willing to actually like sit on the floor or hang out in the kitchen or knock on their door and stand in the doorway. Don't go into the room. Just knock on the door, stand in the doorway and invite the playful spirit. What is it in your mind? Just think five minutes, 10 minutes. What is it to just be near them with whatever experience they're having? Just witness them, just see them and listen, slow it down a little bit, a couple minutes. And over the next few months, you're going to get more information about how to be with them than I could ever tell you. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, that was the right question to ask because I felt it as soon as you started responding, I felt it as it was coming through me. And I am praying that those who are listening, who are moms, who may have a child mystic, that you really listen yourself right now to Sophia's call and her invitation to come into her medicine circle and her medicine call to be able to be trained in how to flourish these amazing, amazing beings that came through your portal. They came, this amazing being came through your portal. And the only other thing I want to say is I just really want to be in gratitude to you, Sophia, for being so powerfully committed to your calling, to your calling as a medicine caller, as a, as a mother caller, as a grandmother caller, as a great grandmother caller. Thank you for being committed and thank you for continuing to have faith. And may this time that we've spent together amplify and quadruple, quintuple, 10,000 fold increase your faith that you have in yourself and your mission and your calling because the service that you offer is profound, it is world-changing, and it is really seen more than you know in every way, in every heart. So thank you, Sophia, for coming. And listeners, please tune in to sophiawiseone.com to get more, to receive her invitations, to engage and interact with her, to receive the medicine, to take the medicine. When my mom was getting close to passing, we did a big piece of medicine work together. And a couple weeks later, I had received the medicine, but I hadn't taken it. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And I got on with Sophia and she's like, take the medicine, just take the medicine. And it, it made all the difference in my mother's passing and in my own freedom in that passing. And so thank you, thank you, thank you, Sophia. Thank you, listeners. We do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show or send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thank you for tuning in. Keep your ears open. Listen, listen, listen. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.